Hi, I'm Beth. And I'm Ellie. And this is Tea with with Beth and Ellie. On this podcast, we will spill the tea on all things you need to know about nutrition. So let's dive in. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we have got a pretty different episode for you all. Beth, you haven't actually said hello yet. I know. Hello. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I was just waiting. I was being quiet. Yeah. So what are we talking about today? So we've got Casey with us today. She is our practice manager and we cornered her into coming on to our podcast today. Hello, everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And we're going to talk about a little bit of a sort of a sensitive topic. Yeah. Weight loss surgery. Weight loss surgery. Or bariatric surgery. Yes. Um, yeah, it can be a bit of a sensitive topic, but I think we just want to try and normalize it. Yes. This is something we see a lot in our clinics and yeah, a lot of people are quite, um, yeah, they're quiet about it. Quiet aren't they? about it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like it's got that same stigma as like cosmetic surgery. Yeah. Like everyone's having it, but no one talks, no about, one it. talks about it. Mm. So we're just going to talk about it. Yeah. So the reason why we've gone into this topic today is because we have got, you know, two thirds of Australians yeah. are in the overweight or above category. Yeah. So that's doubled in the last decade. So that's yeah. why we sort of started talking on this topic. I think the surgeries we were just looking before have, they doubled from 2000, uh, more than doubled from 2005 to 2015. Yeah. That was the last yeah. stats we had up to something around about the 24,000 mark yeah. people per year. So I would only imagine that if we had some new stats, that would be far greater, far greater than, than that, that yeah, now. For I sure. mean, with the people that I see. Yeah. So the reason why I suppose we started talking about it is because we're looking at like billions of dollars that are being. Um, put into the Australian healthcare yeah. system. Well, I mean, what are we looking at? Like, what's like $11.8 billion mm. um, is required for funding, I guess, the, well, the obesity epidemic that we are in at the yep. moment. That's insane. Yeah. So if we can help, like if you can, you know, help you get that weight down and yeah. reduce your own health costs and, and things like that, um, you know, weight loss surgery has got some really good benefits. Yeah. You're redu- reducing your risk of getting diabetes, yeah. heart disease, or if you have those conditions, you're going it can to improve help. Yeah. those outcomes. Yeah. To qualify for um, surgery, we need to be in a particular BMI range, yeah. 35 to and 40. above, yeah. 40 or so. And that's just without health conditions. Yeah. 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 Um, and then if you do have pre-existing health conditions, you can be in the 30, be yeah. 30. So why have we got Casey here? Case, well, why have we got you here? Yeah. Well, I actually have had weight loss surgery. So that's why I'm here. Okay. First-hand experience. Yes. So we've got the expert in the room, someone who's been through it herself. Um, so we're just going to get into asking some questions about it so that the, uh, our listeners out there will understand a little bit more, even if you're not going to go through with it, but also just, I suppose, again, like Ellie said, to reduce that stigma of, yeah. as to why people get it done. And Yeah, um, and it's probably pretty likely that everyone knows someone that's had it, whether it's a absolutely. parent or a friend or even an influencer on Instagram. Yeah, it's quite common. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your background case. Um, go into as much detail as you want. Okay, uh, well... I first started um, gaining weight around eight years old Mm -hmm. and then from there I went on the diet yo-yo wagon, tried every diet over the years. What diet did you try? I've done the Weight Watchers, I've done Simple Slimmers, I've done shakes, everything. Yep. Everything. Yeah. And um, while I'd lose weight initially, it would come back on. 
Yeah. And it would bring some friends and just kept getting heavier and heavier and heavier. Mm. Yes, yeah, struggled sort of through high school with teasing and bullying because of my weight. Mm. I was always fairly active though, so I'd still play sport, play netball, that sort of thing, but it was the, the eating that was the problem. Yeah, okay. What led you to um, weight loss surgery? Um, I got to the... Oh, it was probably about a year before I had my surgery, and... I was at my heaviest, I was about 156 kilos, Mm -hmm. and I was on the netball court, and I fell over, and tore ligaments in my ankle, and I was laying on the ground, and the thought in my head was, there is no one here that will be able to lift me up, Mm -hmm. and that, yeah, that was horrible, that feeling, and even though people were trying to help me up, I pushed them away, I ended up standing up myself and I walked on my ankle oh goodness um, yeah. because I didn't want the embarrassment of someone not being able to lift me yeah um, then from there I tried dieting again and then I heard that an ad um, on the radio for yeah. weight loss surgery and I went along to the seminar that was in the October mm-hmm. uh, had the first appointment with my surgeon in the December and then had surgery in the January mm. awesome yeah, yeah. And how was the actual surgery itself, do you think? Uh, the process for me was fairly simple. I didn't have any underlying health issues. Right. Um, yeah. It was just that I was so overweight. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was lucky in that respect. Um, the surgery went well from yeah. what the surgeon said. Um, I did develop um, blood clots yeah. in the lungs. So I was back in hospital a week after the surgery mm. and I was in hospital for three days. Yeah, okay. Blood thinners. Yeah. Yeah. Has that led to anything, com- like any further complications today or...? Um, the specialist was happy with how I progressed afterwards, so I had to inject Clexane twice a day for two months yep. and then take, um, I think it was Warfarin mm-hmm. or, or something similar to that uh, for, for four weeks mm-hmm. and then yeah, from there, nothing. Yep. But he did advise that if I was to have surgery again or fly long distance, I would need to inject yeah. um, Clexane. Yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not something that happens to everyone, so yeah. that's definitely um, an exception to the, the norm. But, yeah, so since you've had weight loss surgery, how how is your sort of – after that, after you got out and everything was okay, what, what sort of happened then with your with your weight? Um, well, the first, I think it was three, three months, I lost – it was about 33 kilos in the yep. first 18 weeks, I think it was. It was 33 kilos. Mm-hmm. But it was hard because you can't eat. Yeah. So the first two weeks after surgery, it's um, clear liquids. Yep. Um, and then two weeks after that, it's uh, puree. Mm-hmm. And then two weeks after that, it was soft foods. And then you can move on. But, yeah. yeah, but I got through the puree stage, attempted the soft, but then had to go back on the puree for, mm. for a little while yeah. before I could move up. Yeah, yeah the tiredness and, and I, I'm now B12 deficient and vitamin D deficient, so mm-hmm. I have to take those supplements yeah. Um, yeah. for the rest of my life. But then once I got to about the, f- probably about the fifth, fifth month after surgery, I started to feel good. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah, so it doesn't sound like it's quick and easy. No. Yeah. No, I've had people say that, um, you know, I took the easy way out instead yeah. of, you know, mm. slogging it out at the gym and whatnot. But it's not easy. It's You, you have to learn a whole new way of eating. Mm. Yeah. 
That's quite extreme. Like you're actually literally you don't get, yeah. like changing the structure of your stomach. Yeah. So yeah, it's not, not an easy process at all. Yeah, there's a lot of conversations I have in my clinics with, with people who are saying, oh, you know, it's, it's definitely not something that I could do. It's just the easy way out. Like you said, mm. it is not, absolutely no. not. I'm correcting people every day yeah. about that. Like you're undergoing... A, an extensive surgery so that's it's, right it's not just rainbows and butterflies no. yeah and it's also immediate <laughs> yeah too. Yes. you know there is that you know you go from eating what you feel like and in the quantities that you feel like and you know whatever to being able to maybe swallow half a cup of potentially less yes volume in any anyone sitting you can't drink fluids any side of uh, with your meals i mean so you know you're going from one thing to this other complete different way of eating mm. in a matter of like a day yeah and um, it's so important the types of foods you're eating because totally. if you can only fit half a cup of food in at mm. any meal and you can only eat five times a day or of half a cup plus if you're at work like yeah. you don't have time sometimes to eat five or six or eight yeah. meals a day no, hey, no but if you're right. eating you know junk food or not having proper well-balanced meals like yeah. you can definitely end up in pretty bad shape yeah. as a result of that did you see a dietitian before your surgery the surgeon i saw um his package so to speak included appointments with his dietitian yep so i met with her twice mm-hmm. before the surgery and then once a month for 12 months afterwards okay mm-hmm. um how'd you find that it was not what i was expecting it okay. was more of a um a check-in so on the scales how, how, what are you eating see you later mm-hmm. i crave i wanted to know more i wanted to learn about sort of nutrition and what foods i should be eating yeah. and what i shouldn't be eating or mm. um and I, I wasn't getting those yeah those questions answered so, so the education still the wasn't education there. wasn't there it was yeah. it was more of just a checking yeah. Yeah, it was okay. more like oh so you are losing weight yes did you see a psychologist at all before you, your surgery no um they they do have uh, a psychologist that they work with mm-hmm. um but I sort of, at the time, didn't, they didn't think that I needed to, to see one. Yeah. Would you recommend that any of our listeners see a psychologist beforehand? Yes. Yes. And why is that? It's, it's a mental game. Yeah. So yes, you've had surgery. Yes, you're only eating small portions. But what goes on in your head mm. is massive. I mean, that's going on from when you were eight. Yes. You know, that, that head stuff has been going on since you were eight That's when right. you started to gain weight. So it's not that, you know, an immediate fix of having the surgery and then that stuff goes away. No, it doesn't. Yeah. It doesn't. And as I'm now almost, what, two and a half years mm-hmm. since my surgery and I still battle demons. Yeah. Um, my weight loss stalled after nine months. Yeah. So I lost... Uh, 53 kilos in the yep. first nine months yep. and then I've sort of bounced around the same weight now for 18 months yeah mm-hmm. okay so it's been a process and it's a mind game it's yeah. still it still is yeah what do you mean by a mind game as in what's what's happening in your mind so in my okay so in my head like I, I'm an emotional eater mm-hmm. so doesn't matter what emotion it is I feel like I need to eat for it that that is still there the emotional eating is still there but i just can't eat what i used to eat yeah so it's and it's and you mentioned before about balanced meals Mm. again you're like oh i can still have 
some chips or a chocolate or whatever, but then I, you have to balance it up and like, well, if I eat that chocolate or those chips, then I'm not going to be able to have my, because I'm full, I'm not going to be able to have my veggies and my salad or whatever and get the vitamins and minerals that I need. Yeah. So you've got, it's a constant battle mm. between old me and the new me. Like, how do you get over that? Like, what is it that you then do to help battle that? I try to distract myself. Uh, Beth has told me many times to find something that distracts me from mm. eating the chips and ch- um, chocolates and stuff. Um, a lot of times I will stop and be like, you're not actually hungry, Casey. This is the old Casey. You've just had lunch. You don't need it. Like, you don't need the chips and chocolate. But then I also re- remember how I feel afterwards in terms of if I have chips, because I can, only, I, you know, I can only have a few of them, they make me feel so full and so sick. It's like, why? Why do mm. I even bother mm. yeah. having them? Yeah. Not worth it. No. And then that sort of leads, I think we've talk, touched on this many a times, that sort of still leads to that mental game where you have that, you know, well, it's not as much as a binge that you would do, but you know, that restriction then, you know, and that, that self-loathing yes. mm-hmm. um, that goes on in the head, which is that head game that you're sort of yep. talking about, that back and forth that we, we often see with that, um, yeah, that way of, of eating for sure. What surgery, we haven't actually t- touched on that. Yes. What one did you have, Case? I had the sleeve. You had the gastric, gastric sleeve. sleeve. So when you have a sleeve surgery, what happens is they remove yes. a section of your stomach and basically staple it back up so you have less room in your stomach Mm. to actually have food which is why you may only be able to have half a cup of food because your stomach size has actually shrunk yeah so that's the one that casey yeah that's the one i had the other ones that is the the uh the sleeve that we've already talked about yeah the Um, real and wide gastric bypass yeah um and then the gastric banding and the banding which is let happening less and less nowadays and that's because it's not as effective yeah really yeah and there is also another one that's really extreme yes. called the biliopancreatic diversion slash duodenal switch yes it's a big mouthful to say Very big mouthful. <laughs> but um, the most common we yeah. sort of see would be your, your sleeve or your bypass yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah so what's the bypass beth so that is where you will have um a surgical basically resection taking off the stomach and reattaching it to the, in its entirety. In its yeah, into yeah. and attaching it to the um, the bowel. So there's virtually no space for food. Mm. In fact, I think you can only fit about thirty mils of food or volume. Yeah. Um. So that's like what a bit more than a tablespoon. Yeah. I mean, many times you can see people who will, you know, even though they're saying thirty mils, I've got I know a lot of people that can fit in. Oh yeah. You know, well, the stomach suit. Yeah, it, it all stretches and yeah. like. It definitely changes in changes. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, but they're the they're the different they're kind the of surgeries. Ones. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think something else that um, like we all experience, not just people who have experienced, you know, or who have had weight loss surgery, but kind of the misinformation out there. Like I know mm-hmm. I've heard from you about um, you know, being part of different groups um, on Facebook or on social media who kind of um, I guess talk about weight loss surgery or their experiences with it. Um. I guess what's your experience of wading through all the misinformation out there and um, how did you deal with that and like just tell us a bit about that. Yeah well um, so in that first 12 months I like I said before I was craving the information about nutrition and what I should be eating and that sort of thing 
So I did some further training myself um, just to learn about food. And that gave me a really good idea of what I should be doing. Um, and obviously I came and I've seen Beth a few times as a patient as well. And the amount of, amount of people that are on the support groups that just spruik all different types of things is ridiculous. Initially, straight after your surgery, when you can have food again, the surgeons will tell you you have to ha- have your protein first. Protein helps with healing, so mm. that's why they say that. Then you have to in- start to include vegetables and your carbs. A lot of people who are still four or five years out from their surgery are still only eating protein and yeah. refuse to eat carbs. And then they're telling other people to do the same. And I, um, I get very frustrated yeah. because you know that carbs aren't evil. Yeah, mm. love it. But they crash that. Yeah. <laughs> they can be included in mm. your diet. And yeah. like, you know, I can't have bread because it just fills me up too much. Mm. But I can still have rice. I can still have potatoes. Yeah. I can still have pasta, but just in smaller amounts. Mm. But there's people that will just listen to, you know, others and um, follow their advice and not seek a professional that's Mm. my biggest thing and I've actually left many support groups after um, people giving the worst advice yeah yeah so that's sort of going back to that whole diet cycle again where everyone probably started at Mm. you know here this is you should take these Mm -hmm. things and you should do this way of dieting you should try keto and you should try this and you should try that and And there's a a thing called the um, pouch reset yeah um so it's where you go back and it's for so many days you go back on clear fluids and then so many days you go on puree and and then so many days you go on soft food so you pretty much starving yourself Mm. um so of course you're gonna lose some weight but you're not gonna be you're not gonna feel great yeah Um, i read that the other day because i'm on a few sleeve um groups and i saw that and i was like she goes i'm gonna wait till june and then i'm gonna go on a reset and i was like what is that reset and then you've just okay yeah that's what it is yeah Yeah. right And I think that's that is the thing with these surgeries. Disordered eating. Yeah. 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 But it's that you don't like you don't have a surgery and then all of a sudden you know how to eat healthy and you know exactly what's right right. for you. It's like you need that education and you need to seek professional help so that you actually get the right information, Mm. not all this stuff that is just anecdotal or people have just, you know, tried and they go, Oh, it kinda worked for me, so I'll just tell everyone. Honestly the the I would probably have to say if you're on those things you got to get off them. Yeah. So, like if your head, you know, if you're going good, I mean, not even if you're not going good, just get off them because they yep. will just send you down a spiral. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I'm a dietitian. I'm on them and I just, I can't cope. Yeah. Yeah. Some days I have to block them because. Sure. My, see, my biggest yeah. thing was, um, you know, I, I spent all this money to have surgery. I've, I want to use it to change my life, you know. Mm. Um, and a, a lot of people on these, on the, on the support groups are still on the diet cycle mm, yeah they want to do keto they want to do this they want to do that it's like i didn't spend all this money to be on a diet for the rest yeah, of my life yeah, absolutely. I, I want to yeah i want to lose weight but i want to be healthy yeah um and to be healthy includes all food groups and not just a relationship with food a good relationship with food. Yeah, yes yeah, definitely yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely and i yeah. guess it's worth spending the extra money to get professional help afterwards like i think people just need to kind of include that in the cost of having totally the the surgery itself yep. because 
yeah, it might cost more money. And there are probably people out there who don't want to seek professional help because it's going to cost extra money, but it will probably save you money in the long run yeah. if you're actually following the diet properly. How much money do you spend on the people? I don't even want to go into the how much that would be, but how much people spend on weight loss things, yeah. like gimmicks yeah. um, a year. Like, it would be ridiculously I've, I've spent, you know, um, $600 on one program that was for five weeks. I've done... Well, we don't even cost that much. No. <laughs> yep. Wow. And that was that wasn't support. That was just the program, the program. itself. So yeah. um, there was no, you know, coming in saying, "You guys, you've got that one on one." Yeah. Um, you've got individualized. Individual. Yeah. That's yeah. it. Where the, the program that I did was just here's take my money and here's some here's the sheets. Yeah. Yeah, I guess also, what from your experience, what are the pros and cons of having this surgery? And are you happy with the decision you made? Like, do you have any regrets? Is there anything you would do um, differently? The only regret that I have is I didn't do it sooner. Okay. Okay. So I was 35, 36 when I had it. Mm. And like being as, as heavy as what I was for so long, I, I wish that I'd done it sooner. Mm, yeah, um, okay. That's my only regret. I'd do the surgery again in a heartbeat. The pros would be now I'm, I feel like me. I yeah. feel like the me I should have always been. Yeah. Um, I'm eating better, I'm exercising, and I'm finding other people that are in the same mindset as well. Mm-hmm. So that's sort of good. Yeah. Um, the only con would be is um, just that's the first few months about just feeling you just feel so Hot. crap. Yeah. You just feel tired and lethargic and yeah, that's that's the only con for me mm. was that part. Yeah. yeah. Which is just the initial stages. It is. Like... It is. And once um once you get first through that first couple of months, I, like I started feeling a lot better. Mm. Yeah. But that shouldn't be enough to scare people off if they actually are considering no. it. It's um, if if you're considering it, just go into it with your eyes open. It's yeah. not easy. It mm. wasn't easy, and I'm two two years out, and it's still not easy. Yeah. Um. So don't let anyone tell you that it's the easy way out because it's no not, it's, it's hard. Mm. Mm. So like having kids. <laughs> very much. Very much. We're forever it. telling Ellie about that. Don't have yeah. kids. Never. <laughs> Keep away from the kids. <laughs> oh, that's it. Oh, when do you start eating again normally? Um, for me, it was probably around the six month mark. Mm-hmm. Um, by normally, it's not a normal sized meal, but I was able to have. I think I, I think I had steak, a very small piece of steak, at around six months. Yeah. But even even now, I can't eat a normal sized meal, so I have to have more meals. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Smaller meals. How big would you say your portion is now? Probably about half. Half a cup to three quarters of a cup in one sort of sitting, Mm -hmm. Um, depending on what it is. If it's pasta, probably less. Um, But if it's veggies and just chicken or something, probably a cup. Yeah, okay. I actually know some people who have around about the takeaway container size um, that they can fit in at at each sitting. So, yeah, everyone is different. Everyone is different, yeah. I suppose one last question. How, How much was it? Um, well, it, if you've got private health, obviously you only pay the gap. I didn't, so I was able to access my super mm-hmm. uh, because I was so overweight and my BMI was so high. Yeah. Um, the original quote was 24000 Yep. Yeah. Um, and that allowed for 
uh, three nights in hospital, so two nights in a ward and one in ICU if I needed it. Mm -hmm. But I didn't need the ICU night, yeah. so I, I, I ended up getting a refund back mm -hmm. for that. But So it's around the 20000 mark. Okay. And um, I... So, it's, uh, yeah, that's a lot of money. It's a lot of money, mm. and I'd pay it again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. Any other last pieces of advice or things that you would just tell someone who um, might be going through this or considering it? Uh, well, first off, you're not alone. You don't need to hide it. Mm. Um, and find others that are like you. Um, you know, there are support groups, but mainly find professionals that will understand weight loss surgery and what you're going through. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. I suppose we would recommend, as a dietitian, I would recommend if you're considering it. I think you also need to have some pre-surgery advice. Mm. Um, psychology, I would 100% be behind the psychology. Um, if you have to wait, even, like if you have to wait for whatever reason for your private health, I would recommend you start now with a dietitian and start now with a psychologist because yeah. I think that pre-admission mm -hmm. stuff will help you when you get out so it's not a massive like oh my goodness change yeah um and we can educate you you know we can educate you about the the process that's going to happen afterwards um we can also start with the the head stuff yes. you know um you've got the psychologist that can help with that head games that are going to happen and what, what are already happening um and as a dietitian we can help you with that food positivity and you know um not having that negative, like trying to drop that diet mentality that comes mm. with years and years of chronic yo-yo dieting. Yep. Yeah. And that doesn't mean that you don't go and get your surgery. That just means that we're just preparing you for what's going to happen after. The, the more support you can have, obviously, you know, family and friends, mm. but professional support yeah. from people who know what they're talking about, not, yeah. not people who are on the internet, yes. actual humans yeah. that you can see will be the most benefit, I think. In the long run, you need that support. Yeah. yeah. I think that kind of does it. Yeah, what I you think guys so reckon? too. Yeah. And you can follow Casey's um, journey on her Instagram page. Is mm -hmm. that right? Yes, yes. I've got Instagram. It's Boho Life, Health and Wellbeing. Yeah. I share photos and my journey and other bits and pieces on there as well. So Go give her a follow if and, you're interested. And if anyone is interested in you know, asking any more questions about my journey or need some support, yeah. get in touch with mm. um, with us and we can yeah. chat. Anyway, thanks so much for listening, everyone. Thank you. We'll see you in our next podcast. See you then. Bye. Bye-bye.